Hey, Ralph. Hey, Chris. How are you? Welcome to Building Up To It. The Ralph watches over, but I've got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be like when Matt showed up on our live 150th episode, and ha we haven't seen him since. Right, Ralph? Nah. We'll We're see. not going to see you for another two months after this? We'll see. We'll see. I, I like the topic, and uh, conditions were right for me to jump back in, so... Yeah. Matt is alive and well, by the way. He, uh, been buying more Black Convoys and showing us what a lot of money looks like. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know what Matt's doing. He's got a new house, right? So he's probably dealing he, with all that. He's got a new house. He's He bought, like, I hesitate to call it an RV, but he bought an RV as well. Jeez. It's... If you see it, well, you might have seen it in the chat. It's not, it's not like one of those uh, buses, bus-sized things. It's um, it's closer to the uh, the classic like VW van that you could live in the back mm. if you're if you're that hippie. Right, right, yeah. But it's not it's not that small. It's bigger than that, but it's smaller than a bus. You must have missed that in chat. That's I think funny. it was either in the chat or is after one of the episodes or before one of the episodes. I don't know. Oh, okay. He uh, he's also injured, but I if he said how he's injured, I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his injury is, but, but he said he's he's injured and he just moved, and a lot of stuff. But you know, Matt. You know, Matt. Come on. Oh, he's got free help. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Be all right. Yeah. He probably stepped on some Lego from the previous owner. <laughs> I, I want to say it's it's getting the house ready for sale slash renovating the new house for related injury, but we're not here to talk about Matt's mysterious injuries. Oh, why? Come on. That's fun fun topic. <laughs> That's the topic he signed on for tonight. Yeah. We're all about. We're going we're gonna to discuss what we think is wrong with Matt, and Ralph's like, I'm in. From the back of the crowd, just, I'm in. Well, yeah. Ralph, have you... Uh, this is going to put you on the spot. Have you been checking out any of our recent episodes? I haven't, actually. I, I check in every now and then to see what's going on. But um, I haven't watched watched all of them. Just haven't had time. But uh, I, I, I see Kenny has some issues with audio. So that I did want to mention that. See how we could fix him up or buy him, crowdsource some, uh, a new mic. But I think you were saying that it's thing or something but it i think it's it's hard to diagnose what exactly is wrong with kenny's audio and i don't want to just try to throw money at it if i don't i don't want to try to solve the problem with money when i don't know what exactly the problem is because that's mm. just that'll cost too much money what i always tell my managers at work throwing money at me is fine yeah I'll, it'll fix all <laughs> the problems if it was like, oh, Kenny needs a new headset, like I just buy Kenny a headset, but but there's more to it than that, and I don't know how to diagnose the problem. Maybe somebody out there has experienced the uh, super submissive microphone issue that Kenny has, and they have a solution. But hey, we're not here to talk about Kenny's weird microphone. Jeez, that's two topics now we've just bumped right off. Come on, let's go. This is the episode we where we don't actually have a topic. <laughs> we just keep talking about the topics that we're not going to talk about. No, we have a topic. Um, I didn't get any Lego. Wait, yes, I did. I had like a two-week drought 
and I, I almost want to put it down in the logs to find if the same thing happens next year. I there's nothing got traded in at my store for the basically the first half of October, mm-hmm. and we ran out of bulk to sort, and I had my sorters like fine sorting the things that had already been pulled out of the bulk. We got to a point where there was nothing left to sort that was substantial enough to be worth sorting. So all the little categories we had were just mm. a cup worth, and it, there's no point in sorting that further. Then you just turn one cup into 20 cups, plus that much more time I need to put into uploading those parts. But luckily, last Friday, two Fridays ago, well, I don't know. When you see this, it could be three weeks ago. I don't know. But <laughs> it was a Friday. We got about 300 pounds of bulk traded in from one person. How much? 300? Somewhere between 250 and 300. I forget what it was because it was bulk and it was a lot of instructions. And all I know, it was like $500 total. And I 300 pounds for $500? Something like that. Holy cow. Well, well, there was a good amount of it. There was instructions and instructions is a dollar a pound. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Not like more than half of it, but there was a lot of instructions too, which we buy and we sell. We buy it by weight, we sell it by weight. It's in and out really easy. Mm-hmm. To, we welcome instructions at the store. And it's paper, so it adds up really fast too, weight-wise. You'd be surprised. You can do pretty well trading in instructions. What, more well than you think you could. So we got that. <laughs> And we we got through almost all of it. There's only about 30 pounds left to go through in the first pass. And when we got to that point, it was, I guess, two days ago, three days ago, Friday. It was nonstop through the weekend. The stores opened Friday through Sunday. And I got a few hundred more pounds from know, six or seven trade-ins total from Friday through Sunday. And it just wasn't stopping. So now we have way too much to sort through, which is good. I'd rather have bins to go through than uh, right, yeah. Then start doing some inefficient practices. It was just interesting to see a drought that was long enough that we actually ran out of stuff to sort. Last time I talked to you, you ran out of uh, bulk for eBay. You still doing the eBay stuff? It it hit a wall. Oh, it's, yeah. It's strange. So I had been... I made this listing like a year ago on eBay, and I set it to a 1,000 units, one-pound units, because I figured by, I don't have a 1,000 on hand at the moment, but I will over time. I just want to have it be a number that's high enough where it won't sell out and I have to recreate it or something like that. And I can always add to it, I guess. Um, it was going well. I started increasing the price, like 50 cents per pound at a time, mm-hmm. until to kind of slow it down a little bit because we had none available to send out as pounds on eBay because they were selling so well. Right. And then I think it was late August or early September, it just hit a wall and just dead stop. Mm. So I started ratcheting the price back down and it didn't really help 
Mm-hmm. And I have it now lower than I had it when I first created the listing. It's it's actually cheaper now than it ever has been for this listing, and it's still no sales. Yeah. So I don't know if, if everyone's just accepting pennies for their bulk right now, or there's just no demand right now, but I can't sell it on eBay right now. It's not happening. Yeah. So that has... That has uh, led to us taking out more categories out of the bulk. I haven't yet committed to going through all of the bulk that I had been through and taking out those new categories. That just seems crazy to go through that all again. Yeah. It's something we could do if we didn't have anything else to do. But the eBay has kind of died. That's fine. I guess at a certain point we're going to wind up with more bulk on hand than we that we've already been through than mm-hmm. we want to have on hand and then at that point I'd really like for the eBay to start picking up but I probably have 100 to 200 pounds just ready to go if eBay allows it <laughs> So I don't know what to do to to make that pick up again Probably kind in the winter. Of. It'll probably pick back up in the winter when nobody's got anything to do. Like you said, August, right? Like that's like I was totally not interested in Lego or doing anything in the Brickling store around August. So, uh, well, I mean, it really picked up as soon as the quarantine started. It was selling like crazy at that point. Oh, yeah. So maybe it was never really gonna be a big seller in the warmer months. Right except that it was because of quarantine, and now we go back to the regular schedule of it's not a big seller until it's winter. I don't know. Hopefully it picks up. If it picks up, then I'll start raising the price slowly, maybe after I've already gotten rid of a lot of this uh, already pre-bagged by pound bulk that I just I don't want to go through it again, but there's a lot of parts we could pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Eh. eh. Maybe you could start a store in a mall where you could just sell prepackaged. Like you saw that episode. I saw. I was. I saw the uh, title. I'm like, okay, I gotta see what this is about. Oh. You like those those clickbaity titles? <laughs> not, they're not really clickbait. They're they're actually very on point. Yeah, they're not clickbaity. There. Find out how Matt broke his arm this week. Matt's mysterious injuries. <laughs> Kenny's microphone. <laughs> And yeah. Bricklink buying Bricklink buying Bricklink. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a ton of stuff to go through now, which is nice. And if you know how to make eBay successful again, please let me know. I'd like <laughs> to sell some of that. That's that's what I've gotten in. I got a lot of trade-ins. Have you got anything? Uh, well... I'll I'll just rewind back to like mid. Is it bug? Sorry, I don't think so. They're so small. It's like these little fruit flies. Oh, I hear if you get them with chopsticks, it's like good luck. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I I'll, I'll roll back to uh, midsummer. Probably that was probably the last time I was on the beginning of summer or something. Was the last time I was on the watch twenty twenty. All right, all right. I, I laughed every time you guys said that. <laughs> I think you finally gave up. You're like, whatever, Ralph, somewhere. I don't know. It's like, okay, I guess we're he done watching. He has been watching. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I, I did some of the Walmart clearance. I went to a couple of stores and sort of just 
outed all all of that stuff. That was like after during the hidden side stuff, and then afterwards too. Um, but I know it continued on like week after week. But I just I was like, you know, I spent enough money. <laughs> the Walmart clearance around me is interesting. It's almost like every week they pick a few more SKUs yeah. to put on clearance, and each store is in- independently choosing which SKUs those are. Yeah, it was it was hard to like amass like a big big collection of, of sets because or sent the same set because each store was different. I, I saw that too in my in my stores that I go to. So I, I got a bunch of that, and I've got like at least uh, I don't know maybe ten fifteen sets different sets to go through. So I got I got stuff to keep myself busy. I bought some bulk before that because I didn't know if there was going to be uh, be clearance this year. So I've got like how many bought like four things of bulk online, um, and then uh, a friend of mine was selling like a bunch of bunch of his her son's uh, uh, stuff. So I got that for a pretty good price. Um, and then let's see, just some infrastructure stuff for the store. So. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I said this the last time I was on, but I built uh, I did an expansion, so I built another wall so that I can put all my drawers on. I'm um, that about halfway filled out, um, and so so that. And then I bought a couple of sets of the um, Barracuda Bay Pirate, the Pirates um, idea set, and that took. You just it, had it, to see if that one barrel was black or not. I think it was black. Yeah. There was a black one. And there was a brown one. So like there Why was. Why would you have both colors in the same set? Because it's a big ass set. Anyways, that that set actually has been selling pretty good. Um, I think all the minifigures sold, and uh, quite a bit of the parts have sold. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with where that's at right now. So that's what, that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, the last month or so, it's just been sort of. You know, slowly uh, listing and uploading. I haven't bought anything since September, I don't think. I'm looking at, yeah, September, which was a lot of the clearance stuff. August was the uh, Barracuda Bay. And then July, I think, was the other clearance stuff. So that's that's pretty much where I've been at. I forget what it's like sometimes to, to, to be clearance hunting and have to consider the sets, whether you buy them or not. Because I have... I have the opportunities now with the retail store that right. sets that I would have never bought, even like at half off when I was only parting things out, or it's a no-brainer to buy them now. If if it's on clearance right. now, I buy it. But uh, right. I, I keep buying all these sets where I wouldn't dare open them because the part-out is so bad even at half off. Mm-hmm. But but they're half off is half off. Like... When when you're selling it at close to full price over time, and doubling your money essentially, that's uh, w- without any work. That's that's pretty good. So I forget what it's like to have to wonder: Am I going to get enough copies of this set where it's worth parting it out? Oh right, right. Because if look, you don't get enough, you just put it in your store. Yeah, I mean, everything goes in the store first, and it's basically, if I want to do a part out, I go, all right, what do I have a lot of? And then I remove it from the store, and I part it out. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's four SKUs right now that I have in high quantity that there's one of each up front in the store, and the rest are in the back. And if I choose to part it out someday, I'll just leave the one up front so the for the variety. And 
part out the rest, but it's it's like a movie two and hidden side stuff that right gotten good quantities. Right, right. Um, let me ask you this: Have you, when you go into a Walmart, let's say, and you don't find any clearance, do you do you find yourself overthinking it? Do you do you go? Oh, somebody else must have bought all the clearance, and now there's none for me. Or do you just go, well, not at this one. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Usually I go to, uh, usually I wait around and wait until every, all the Brooklyn sellers like start posting their clearance hauls on, on Instagram. And then I'll go, oh, maybe I better go check. <laughs> Lazy waves, checking clearance. But uh, every time I go to uh, Walmart, I'll just go down the aisle and just, you know, down the aisle and then the clearance aisle. Because we have a, clear, a separate clearance aisle that they go sometimes get listed in, and just you know, just check it. But since the pandemic's hit, like I haven't seen like a lot of like markdowns on sets. They've been keeping everything full price um, for Walmart, at least Walmart full price. It's Walmart like, full price. Yeah. Well, Walmart full price is not full price, right? It's like always a little bit lower. So it's, it's been, like uh, the inverse of Toys R Us. It's the regular full price is less than MSRP, not more than <laughs> MSRP. Right. So uh, yeah, it's been it's. Um, there was also that that time in the middle of summer too, where the shelves were just bare, right? Like everybody bought everything, and and, and the uh, distribution wasn't good enough to keep up. Right. Right. And so, like, I just went down the the aisle. I think it was yesterday when we were in the grocery shop. And, uh, it was uh, it was full, but like. It was there was nothing there that I I, I think I, w- I would have even considered. So you ever go grocery shopping at Walmart? Now, now I don't go grocery shopping at Walmart personally, but have you ever gone grocery shopping at Walmart and you get the cart all full of your groceries and then you go check out the Lego and there's a bunch of clearance and you're like, <laughs> I'm gonna need another cart. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> so I asked that question because. Uh, a lot, a lot of people seem to think that when there's no clearance in the aisle, it's because somebody like myself bought it all already. And I'm trying to wrap my head around that that idea because I've never gone into a store without any clearance on the shelf and thought I must have just missed it or somebody else got to it first. Because for all we know, the that store did well and sold all of its product at regular price and didn't need to clearance anything. Or maybe they didn't sell it all, but they chose to keep it on the shelf at regular price. I've never thought that I missed it. Maybe I'm missing it sometimes. There's other people who buy clearance, sure. And I don't go to Walmart every day. But I've, I've never felt bad about not finding it i shrug it off and i go to the next walmart or i go home it's right it's not a big deal right yeah it, N- no I one is guaranteed think, clearance i only think that if uh uh you know other other sellers are posting on instagram that hey there's there's clearance you know and then you could you then i usually go run to the store and if like one store doesn't have it i'm like uh has been here bought it all up Maybe. I mean, that depends on if those people you're following are, are close to you. No, they're not, all. but, like, yeah, that's what I think. 
you know, like, because after I get, I'm done in there, there's nothing, there's no clearance left. All right. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I've I've never, never thought that I've been out swooped by by somebody else, anybody else, or a combination of people all buying small amounts. I've I've never felt like I got beat to the punch when I don't find anything. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess you could say, all right, this is what this person is saying that they're seeing at their Walmart on clearance. I can go to Walmart, my Walmart. I don't see it on clearance. I also don't see those same SKUs at regular price in the main aisle. Then maybe I could guess that it could have been clearanced and sold right. and I didn't buy it. Or they just they, they have, sold they it not. like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my, I have two like two Walmarts within um, equal distance for me, right? Like they're within 10-minute 10, 10 drives. And like the one never marks down, right? Like the Harley, it's always like at the, the clearance times that they'll, they'll go down. And then the other one that I hardly ever go to, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll mark things down all the time because they have less shelf space. So they're trying to move it quicker versus, versus the other store. So I, always, I also look at like, what's that website? The, it's gotten really bad lately with the ads, uh, brick seek. Is that it? Maybe Where you, like, Put in you put in a skew and it'll tell you like all the WalMarts nearby like what the prices are. I don't know like, if any of those sites are even reliable anymore. The no, Walmart yeah, app I, is surprisingly good. I I wasn't a believer at first, but the Walmart app is actually really good. Is it? But uh, but you have to have the physical barcodes in front of you to scan. Right. Right. Which I there must be a website where people just post images of the barcodes for sets like. Even if Brickset added uh, an alternate image that was the barcode, that'd be super helpful because you could scan it from your screen with your phone and get the info. Prices, you can't yeah. you can't search for something on the Walmart web Walmart app and get the same results that you can when you scan with the barcode because it's meant to be you're in the store and you're hmm. price checking. Does that see? I, I was always used to like taking something over to the little scanner on the pole and like scan it to see what the price is. I used to and do that, that too, and then and a then lot of the took, WalMarts took them yeah, out. They, yeah, they took them out. They took them all out of my store, and so like I heard that you could use the app, but I wasn't quite sure. Like, is that does it know what store you're at? And so I'll, I'll I'll go into a Walmart employee saw me scanning like the entire aisle worth of stuff mm-hmm. in like another aisle with the scanner. And they were really pushing the app on me hard. And I, I was like, I've never had a lot of success with it. And she showed me how it works, and it works. So you can set it to whatever location you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use your location on your phone, or you can you can not. I, I don't. So you just you, you can change the store to whatever store you want. You put in the zip code or use your location if you don't know where the hell you are. A lot of times I'll go to a Walmart, and I'm like, I don't even know what township this is. You tell me where we are right now. I just know how to get here. Um, Idaho? What the hell am I doing in Idaho? <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> so you set it to the store that you're in, and you can use the uh, the barcode scanner in the app to scan stuff, and it defaults to what it, the price is online. you got to scroll over to the second tab, which is at my store, I think it's called. Okay. And it'll show you 
what the price is there. And it's going to show you the thing that the scanner in the store would show you if you had scanned it. I see. But you can do it all with just like back and forth clicking on the app while you're in the aisle, any aisle. Uh, what's What also is cool is if you find a bunch of stuff, uh, you can switch. Let's say you switch the um, the location to the next Walmart that you would go to. You can scan all that stuff in the Walmart you're in or out in the parking lot with, with the barcodes that you have just purchased. And you can see, should I expect any of these prices at that Walmart? If so, let's go there. If not, let's try another one. I see. And you cool. can change your route based on uh, what they're saying the in-store price for those same SKUs are, is. See, I used to use BrickSeek, which was similar. I don't know how they get their info, to be honest with you, but like it would tell you it was fairly accurate. It wasn't like a hundred percent accurate. I would get to the store and like it would say there was like, you know, three or four um sets there at this price, and you get there and there's like you can't find it anywhere. Uh I then... don't remember if the Walmart app tells you how many. Mm-hmm. Or just they'd have the like in stock, limited stock. Right out of stock kind of thing um i these days i'm not really concerned with how many i can get of anything it's just if the price is right so i could see if you were only trying to get a minimum quantity of something that you'd you'd want to know is this one worth the drive to or is it not right i recommend the walmart app it's uh better than i thought it was they updated it where now when you open it, it's it's going to ask you if you want to um, shop for pickup or shop online. And it's kind of deceptive because you want to choose the shop online option, even mm-hmm. though you're going into the store and scanning things. Um, that will get you to the barcode scanner. So that's that's the part where I, I was screwing that up a few times until I realized you, you want to choose the option. It doesn't seem like the one you want. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll have to, I think I have it. I just never used it. I wasn't really trusting that like they would give you like the clearance price there or they would just give you the online price. They do both. It's, it's two different yeah, tabs once you scan it and you're going to want to Go over to the right to the tab for in-store. I wish you could set the default uh, info when you scan something to be in-store. Mm-hmm. But I guess you did choose shop online when you first opened the app, so I don't know. It's an extra step, but it, it's it's reliable. You don't have to walk to a scanner. Um, and you can you can kind of shop ahead at other stores to see if it's worth going to them or not. It's it's accurate. Uh, so that's the Walmart app. This is this episode is sponsored by Walmart and sponsored by Target. Sponsored by Target. Yeah. So oh, what yeah, I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, there's there's two ways you can run a Bricklink store as far as stocking your store. One is what I'm going to call retail which is you buy products, you stock them, you sell those products, and then you buy more products based on the products you sold. You restock, which is how most 
brick and mortar stores work. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not talking about a brick and mortar store, we're talking about a bricklink store. The other way you can do it is what I'm going to call the the consignment method. And I, I don't mean that as in people give you stuff to sell for them, but think of it like a thrift store or a consignment store where they get stuff, they stock that stuff, stuff sells, but what sells doesn't determine what they get more of to restock. They just, here's what we have now, here's what we have now, here's what we have now. It's kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's a better, I don't want to call it the thrift method because it, that kind of makes it sound like it's inexpensive. But something like like Ollie's does where they just get stuff. Can they get more of it? Uh, maybe, maybe not. They have stuff, you can buy it or you can not buy it. And they constantly get more new, different, or the same stuff. I don't know, what would you call that? Outlet. Outlet's probably the best word, yeah. Outlet or retail. It's it's about how you plan. We need Paul for this. Paul would know what the right term is. I think outlet sounds right. Yeah. It's, Especially when you use Ollie's as a, an example, that's that's what comes yeah. to mind. But, but work, outlet also makes it seem like it's quickly. discounted, right? Right. And we're not we're not suggesting that. It's just the the two different ways in which you get products to put into your Bricklink store. And I so, guess so. So the first one being the 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 first example being like you you a Bricklink buyer or Bricklink store buyer would buy. The sets, part them out. That's that's what you have. Well, no, that also sounds like the thrift way of doing it too, right? Because you're yeah. So it's it's not yeah. it's not straight part outs for that way. So uh, any business minded person would probably tell you that the retail option is the smarter of the two options. You can you have more control over your expenses. You're you're buying things on purpose based on their proven track record that you might sell them again and not just flying blind. Right. Like, like, uh, I don't even know if I would put a percentage to how many Bricklink stores follow each of those two methods. I want to say most stores just buy stuff, put it in the store, whatever. Let's see what sells. Right. But Uh, that's my approach. That's. I want to think that's a lot of people's approach, but there might be a growing number of people who have finely tailored what they want to stock in their store based on what they've sold or what they know does sell, even if they haven't personally sold it before. And I think a, a smart business person would point towards the retail one as, as the right answer. So if you look at the top stores on BrickLink, many of them are doing this retail method and you'll also see that the size of their stores isn't all that large. Right. How, When you're in the top 10, top 60 by gross sales in a month on BrickLink, and your store isn't that large, it's smaller than lots of other stores which aren't in the top 60, how do you, how do you figure you do that? Sure, maybe they're just moving so much product that it's impossible to have their store be any larger. Even if they're adding stuff, it's still shrinking or staying level. 
but I think there's a lot of stores that I know there's a lot of stores that they they look and see what they've sold and they get more of that and they put that in their store and they sell it again and they keep repeating that. They don't ever wind up with stuff in their store that no one is buying. And the best way to wind up with stuff in your store that nobody's buying is to part out sets. Does anyone need any more stud shooter triggers? (laughs) Does anyone need any more? You know what's been selling, though? Flick fire missiles because they don't really use them anymore. So, so now the, people the, big, like, the the long ones, the... not the long ones, like the the three four long bar. It's like a two long bar sticking out of the back of a Technic half pin. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flick okay. fire. Those, those have been selling because they don't really use them in a lot of sets anymore, mm-hmm. if any. I don't. I don't actually. I guess they're still in sets. They're still useful parts. They're I, a lot I always, more useful than the triggers. It's funny. I always do a little dance when I sell those uh, uh, one by four bricks that have you know the the, um, the long missile fire things that I was just ex- yeah yeah. Every time I sell one of those, I'm like, yeah, buy some more, please. And then um, brick separators. Every time I sell a brick separator, I'm like. Well, brick separators is just a matter of having the critical mass. Once you reach a certain amount of them, they all sell. So you can't just have like 10 in your store and expect to ever sell any. But if you got 200 in your store, probably going to sell all of them in one shot. And then you're back to zero. Ah, So what was I talking about? (laughs) So I'm I'm looking at the, uh, the, the top stores on on Bricklink right now. And so like there's a few there's one store that has 320 items, which is like I'm gonna click on that in a second. But like there's a bunch of stores that are sub one million parts, which I'm assuming those are the stores that you're talking about. Yeah, if you're under a million parts and you're in the top ten or top sixty, you're probably buying specific parts to stock on purpose and not just breaking down sets. So Ralph and I were talking about how there's there's no real supply chain for the items we sell on Bricklink. It's not like other industries where Target wants to stock its shelves. It, it gets the items from the suppliers. You're a Bricklink store and you want to stock your shelves. Where do you get the parts from? If not from parting out other sets or sorting through used bulk where do the parts come from they come from other bricklink stores and i've seen this horrible chain of uh bricks passing through hands where i just don't know how there's any money left in the end of it (laughs) but you can either there's, there's two ways to look at the the time expense of selling on bricklink you can either buy the sets and sort them and upload the parts in your store. Or you can replace the cost of sorting. I guess it's just sorting. Replace the cost of sorting and buying the sets with the cost of buying sorted parts from another Brickling store. And they're going to cost more because that store bought a set and parted it out and put the parts in its store. But you're removing the cost of buying the sets you're moving the time for sorting the sets and you're just buying the pre-sorted parts and with that you can only you you can buy the ones you want and not buy the ones you don't want you can 
suck a store dry of all of its quote-unquote good parts, at least good for your store, mm-hmm. maybe good for any store, and you can leave a, leave a withered husk of a Brickling store in your wake. That's a way to do it. I, I don't do it that way, but that's because uh, I have a decent supply of the used stuff coming in as well as the fulfillment. Right. So I'm getting... I'm getting lots of parts from my store, both through sorting used and from people sending me the parts, whether they're the parts they think are going to sell or the parts that they don't want in their store anymore or whatever. They're sending me parts. I sell them through my store. So I don't have any issues with getting more stock. So I don't have to make the decision of do I want to part out sets or do I want to laser focus, buy parts from other stores to put them back in my store. But what what triggered all this conversation was that so I I am a U.S. inductor of um, domestic packages where several of the top uh, U.S. Bricklink stores are not actually in the U.S. Wrap your heads around that one. So two of the top sixty stores are that I know of because I work with them, they are in Europe, and they are U.S. Bricklink stores. Physically, though, they're in Europe. Not that it makes a difference. Not for you, at least. When you're buying the parts, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so the orders are packed <clears throat> up over in Europe, ready to go, with shipping labels on them, to and from, both U.S. addresses. They put them all in a big box. They mail the box overseas to me, I open the box, and I put it in the USPS, put it in the hands of USPS, and then it goes out to you. I mean, maybe it's something you would never have thought of, and it's like, what, that's happening in this world? Certainly at a certain point, I would have um, kind of been dumbfounded to hear that, but it's totally a strategy. It's uh, definitely happening. First time I I ran into that, I, I ran into it, into it with one of your your European uh, businesses that you're you're working with. I I uh, <clears throat> had a order where I didn't have a minifigure. I, it, I must have screwed up the the quantity or something. And so I looked online. I found um, the same minifigure for for whatever reason. I thought I was early on in my Bricklink days. I was like, I can just buy this minifigure quickly from somebody in in the U.S. Get it quickly hold the order and ship it, ship it out. Turns out I ordered from one of those, one of those European companies. And when I ordered, I noticed this is right after you moved into Warminster. And I noticed the 1090, 1099 address. I'm like, that that's, that's bricks on the dollars address. And so I reached out to you through Facebook. I'm like, Dude, somebody's using your address. <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that from a lot. Because at some point, since these stores are so big, at some point, everybody I know orders from them and goes, so is is this you? Is this in your place? Is this fraud? Should I call yeah. all the police? Right. <laughs> yes. That's that's where I was. And then you told me, no, it's legit. This is how I do it. And I'm like, well, that freaking sucks because I need this in like a day, not five days. I can't yeah. wait for it to come over from Europe. 
So yeah, that 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 did kind of suck for me, and it, it worked out in the end. But like, it was more days than I really wanted it to be. I wanna. Uh, Kenny just uh, found out about our, our topic, and he's like, "I'm all good on that one." <laughs> if if he had jumped in, I had a joke prepared, and I said, "Ralph heard the topic," and he's like, "I'm in." Kenny heard the topic, and he sighed so loudly his <laughs> microphone picked it up. <laughs> that was my joke. I came up with earlier, and he also he also made sure to point out that he's having mic problems still. Uh, I mean, not that they would have gotten any better. I don't know. We need to figure that out for Kenny. Um, yeah. So you, the one store I've been working with for a couple years, and they're either in the top ten or the top sixty every month. They also have a European store, which I'm pretty sure is just kind of like a mirrored store to their U.S. U.S. one. Mm-hmm. It's essentially depending on where your buyer is, who they want to shop from, do they want to shop inter-Europe or do they want to shop from a U.S. store? It's the same products, but it's it. I'm sure the shipping is different and and um, the the con- concept of how fast you're going to get the package is different. Right. So they, they have two stores that are either in the top 10 or the top 60 every month, which is kind of wild. That's and crazy. They've been do- I've been doing working with them for a couple of years now. The other one I've just been working with for the past year or less, and I don't know. I don't really. I don't know what their European store name is if they have one, but they opened their U.S. store after I pitched them with this idea. See, I was after working with the one company. I said, "Well, I'm already here. And I'm already receiving packages. Let me see if there's any other." big European Brickling stores that want to do this, where it's just like, hey, tell U.S. buyers that you're a U.S. store and then ship all the orders here. It only works if you do a lot of volume because otherwise you're going to be spending too much money in small boxes of packages. You have to be doing enough volume to every day ship out a box or more of packages so that there is a minimum delay on these orders. But uh, one of the European stores got back to me, and we started doing this. And they opened a fresh U.S. Bricklink store to do this. So I don't know what, who they were before that, if they had a... And I guess they had to have had a Bricklink store, or still do in Europe. But they they um kind of sprung up from nowhere as far as on the, the top 60 goes. They're, they're on there. Like, both of these stores are doing well better than I am, and and it, it, they both have the same model of buy the parts we know are going to sell, put them in the store, sell them, and then keep restocking those parts. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some parts that people buy and there's some parts people don't buy. It's a whole layer of algorithms beyond what I can even comprehend. But it's a mixture of, and I think they 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 have like software that auto purchases all the parts too, so they're not ever like wow. clicking through stores to do this because that would See, be that, crazy. That's the part that I hate, right? Like because I've I've dabbled in this a little bit, like looking for, um, you know, I I would at one point keep a wanted list of parts that I have sold out, and then I like would put in there like the price that I sold it for. So like I would. 
when I'd be looking around Bricklink, I'd pull up, I go to a store and I pull up the wanted list and I would pull up like parts that I need. Right. And then I would see, is there enough parts to make a purchase from that store based on, you know, the parts that I needed? And I probably gave up on it just because of how painful it was. Right. Like it was just. Well, if it's all automated, then it's, then it's perfectly fine. But these, it's, uh, it's crazy how, um, how, how big they've gotten and how fast they've gotten there Mm -hmm. quickly. I, Part of me has got some like jealousy towards that, but it's just not the model that I'm following. And they don't do used parts; they only do new parts. And I pretty much do used parts now because right. that's what I ha- that's what I get. That's what I have the expertise in. That's what I have a team trained to work on. And the the only real new parts that are going into my store are the ones that are coming through fulfillment, which is still plenty. And right. I mean, I appear on the top 60 some of the months, maybe half of the months. So I think that's good enough for now. I appear on the bottom 60 every now and then. (laughs) Bottom 60 stores are all closed. Yeah, right. (laughs) It was funny before before we got on the call, you were saying how like you got uh, 41 orders in one day this this month. And you're you're pretty happy with with that. And I, I go to you, I'm like... Oh yeah, forty-one orders. That's what I did in September. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I'll, I'll, to be honest, I, I my orders are down. Like they peaked in, let's say May or June, oh. with how many orders I got per month slash how many orders I got per day. Same with me. And it's kind of been steadily decreasing since then. Uh, I am attempting through as much uploading as possible to keep it level or maybe increase it. Or at least slow down the decline, because I I got comfortable with how the income was and how I was matching the workload to the labor force that I have during right. the quarantine, and I don't want to I don't want to reconfigure things. I want I want it to stay like that. Everything is kind of set. And it's nice mm-hmm. right now. Actually, since uh, since all the kids that work for me went back to school, um, they're still working. They're just kind of working reduced hours. They're working after school here and there. So I've been pulling orders again. It's it's disgusting. I know, but I've been pulling orders again, and I I hate it. I used to love pulling orders. <laughs> it is my least favorite thing now oh, yeah. because I've outsourced that so much. I just want to upload parts all day. But I got to pull orders. I pulled orders all day today. I'm going to have to pull orders most of the day tomorrow. There's, I, I'm constantly riding between 50 and 120 orders that need to get shipped. Yeah. Um, and that's usually a four to five day delay from payment to shipment. So I, you can see like the level of patience certain buyers have where you'll have somebody who after two days goes, Hey, when is this going to ship? And you have people after six days that don't say a word. Um, here's the, here's the tip. If you want your order to ship right away, complain about it. (laughs) The hierarchy is like priority people who have complained the bottom order. 
So I, I liked how you were saying like there is a uh, um, four or five day delay, and as you said delay, you're like internet dropped, so it was like delay, and then you like sort of cut out. I hope that's in the in the video on YouTube because that that was like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So today, I today is the twenty sixth, and today I shipped the remaining orders from the twenty first, and uh, about half of the orders from the twenty second. And uh, it's in my terms that like it can take up to a week to ship this stuff. But do I wish I was shipping them out faster? Of course. Right. Yeah. Am I able to do anything about that right now? Not really. It's funny. I feel bad. I, I've had a couple of. Uh... Um, days where I just I I just can't get to pulling orders like I'm just so busy, and uh, and so like I'll just say okay I can't pull orders today and like I'll let it let it go and so like I did this over a weekend where I didn't pull a Friday I didn't pull orders Friday and Saturday and I had orders I'm in Friday and Saturday and so that meant they weren't going out until Monday mm-hmm. and, and then so, it was a like, holiday. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I hate Monday holidays because, like, I wind up with so much mail going out on Tuesday where it's been <laughs> sitting there for days. Like, yeah. I did everything I need to do. Well, that that la- the last Monday holiday, I actually drove to the to the post office at like four thirty, going, oh, I gotta get this out because I waited all weekend. I pull in the parking lot and I'm going, why is there nobody? Ah, oh, it's a holiday. Damn it! Put it all in the drum. Just yeah. Put it in the drum. You're like, it's out of my hands. Yep. Maybe somebody's yep. working right now, and I don't know. <laughs> they get picked They're in the back. They're working. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. I um, it, it's interesting this this strategy of of trying to like pull some data, do some data. You're like that sounds like up my alley a little bit. Maybe I can like get all my data together and see like how many items I've sold and how many I have, and is, does it turn over a lot and Maybe put those into a wanted list that I'm constantly searching for. And the other part is you have to you have to find those parts in stores where it is right. Le- their the cost is lower than what you can sell it for, and mm-hmm. then you have to pay to have it shipped to you. And in the case of these European stores, they have to pay to have it shipped to me. Right. Pay me to repackage it, and then pay to have that condensed case of orders shipped back to Europe. Right. And then I guess pay the the labor of restocking those parts into the store. It was funny, like uh about five minutes, five, ten minutes ago, I was like thinking about that, right? Like how how do they structure their their shipping costs? Do you like are they like trying to put put a little bit of that into the shipping costs so that they try to get that back? And like the one store that you deal with uh, it's they have an interesting interesting strategy. So like they have a weight band of zero to two ounces is four dollars and ten cents, which is like much lower than what I would charge. But then on two you know um, two ounces to six ounces, it's five dollars and fifty cents. So like yes, there's like there's a little bit of it, right? Like the two to four ounces is much higher than I would I would normally charge. But like yeah. Uh, four to six. So, it's an interesting well, strategy. And they're, they're, they're paying for that. shipping twice because they're right, right, right. They're, right. they're paying right. from the from US two address regular domestic shipping, and then they're paying for whatever 
portion of the cost of a box two day overnight whatever two day over i guess over two nights two day delivery from from europe to the u.s um divided by how many packages are in there and what each one weighs or the volume or whatever they're paying for shipping a lot of shipping like that and the idea of that is pretty simple it's it's cheaper to ship a hunt let's say a hundred domestic packages plus one large two-day international package than it is to ship a hundred small international packages right and you're getting a box from them every day you said i'm getting three to six boxes from them every day oh jeez. yeah the one store is like three to six of these boxes uh, all, all the stores you're getting three three to whatever boxes a day for all the stores you're working with not just one no that's one Oh, one wow. one store is let's say three to six boxes four to five days a week they get delivered. Wow. Uh, there's like a lag because of the weekend, right. and then the other store is like one smaller box, maybe two smaller boxes a week. They do less volume, but hey, they're still they do a lot less volume, but they're still on the top sixty. You've only had one issue with customs. I've had a bunch of issues with customs. That <laughs> that second store has been plagued with issues from customs, and there's nothing I can do as the person who's just hoping this package comes in the mail. Right. Um. the The one time I had to reseal a like a hundred and ten out of a hundred and ten packages in this box, I had to throw tape on because they just sliced each one with a, like a box cutter, and that was customs it. Customs did. Yeah, and it's it's sometimes it's U.S. customs, sometimes it's German customs. It's but maybe fifty percent of the cases they send to me have been searched. Wow! I don't know what's going on with the U.S. and Germany because the the other one in Europe in Netherlands, no issues ever. Mm. So maybe they're just big enough they could get past. I don't know. They do enough volume, and they know who... Everyone knows who they are. They've shaken enough hands and kissed enough babies. They're good. Um, so, the the I'm getting to it. The thing that made me want to talk about this is that I opened one of the boxes from the Netherlands the other day, and I, I removed the priority from there just for the sake of the, the post office. Because mm-hmm. there's priority and there's first class in there. And the priority is pretty easy to spot because it's all in priority packaging. Sure. First class is not in priority packaging. So I pull those out. Maybe there's 100 parcels in the box and three of them are like medium flat rates. So easy. Pull those three out. Put them in a separate pile. The mailman will keep them separate. Whatever. Uh, I noticed that one of the big boxes, because there's every now and then there's a big brown box, which is I have to check if it's priority or first class because it, it's by weight, so it could go either way. Right. But anytime there's a box that's large, I, I just look at the label. And this one was priority, and it was going to one of my fulfillment contributors. And I, I, saw, it, I saw the equations in front of my face, <laughs> and it's like, how, how, how can the European store buy from a U.S. store, have it sent to me, Get it repackaged, send it to Europe, put it in their store in their U.S. store in Europe, sell it to a U.S. buyer slash seller, send it back over the pond, 
it goes through the mail to that person, and then maybe that person repackages it again and sends it to me to put in my Brickling store to sell to God knows who. It's insane. But, you know, maybe that's maybe that's normal in under other industries. Just, you just call up your your uh, the guy you were sending that package to and say, "Should I just keep this, or what do you want me to?" do? I thought it? about. I mean, I didn't <laughs> want to like break the illusion too much, but I thought about messaging them and say, "Is any of this bound for me?" Like, I, I mean, <laughs> ethics aside, I thought about opening it because I mean, I can just retape it closed. It's a brown cardboard box. I thought right. about opening it to see. Is it the kind of stuff that comes to me? Because he only sends me certain things. If it was, maybe I'll message them. Uh, I don't know. I also don't want to open up the possibility of they say, yes, saves me time. Put that directly in your store. Because then if they do that a lot, I'm going to have to be on the lookout for boxes for them, bound to them that are in these. And I don't want to... There's... 600 packages in a day. I don't want to be searching for them when it could be any size box. Just happened to now notice the, it because it was huge. Now, does your mailman go, how the hell do you package all this in a day? He, I mean, We've been doing this for years. He knows. Yeah, I He knows the deal. <laughs> You've had that conversation deal. with him, though, at one point, didn't you? Um, well... They they come. He's been there the same time that DHL's been delivering. In fact, mm. sometimes when all the stars align, the DHL guy can just hand the boxes to the USPS <laughs> guy, and I'm just there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I I open them because it's 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 a sealed DHL box, and I worst case scenario, the post office doesn't know what to do with it, and the address is me, and they're like. Why here? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. That's for you. Open it. We can't open it. That's fair. You can't open it. So I open them. So it's obvious. Like, look at all these USPS mail. It's it's now just a conveyor of of parcels in a in a in a box that was once used for shipment. Mm-hmm. But every now and then the DHL delivers, and the mailman's right behind him, and I don't have a chance to open all the boxes and take the priority out, and he knows the drill. He's perfectly fine with just taking them sealed, and, like, they'll open them, they'll figure it out when it gets there. I don't prefer doing it that way, in case something is amiss when I open it, like, everything's been searched or something like that, so I'd rather check it out, but I guess I don't have to, because it's been fine. (laughs) There's also you. I should mention that uh, they must be working at such a breakneck pace in in Europe that every now and then, and I've only noticed it like three times, so it's probably happened more than three times. There is a from Europe to Europe package in there that just went into the wrong box. Oh, I see. They gotta I, send it back. I I hold it, and then next time I'm sending them like orders, I throw it in there, and it's they probably refunded the person by that time. Right. But it doesn't have my address on it anywhere. It's like from Europe to Europe, and I I go if the, if this goes to the post office, what are they gonna do with it? They're just gonna throw <laughs> it out. Like there's nothing they can do with it. Are they gonna? Are they gonna 
foot the bill to send it to Europe, like COD or something. Right. What can they possibly do with it? They don't know where it came from besides Europe. Now, I wonder sometimes, is there a me in other countries? I think there might be. There's got to be. Like, I, I was just like, thinking, like this store exports these boxes to other countries where there's somebody like me who opens it and it becomes domestic for that country mail. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. Like there, there are buyers that I, that I, I know that are going to like Asia that have, have me send it to Erlanger, Kentucky. Right. Right. You know, like there are, you, you know that they're going to Asia, but then like, yeah, they go to some Oregon address or some. That's Florida that's address. a that's an export service. I mean, that's yeah, all right. That is that's yeah, they, yeah. they they get you know one shipping container worth of things bound for China or wherever, and when it's full, it, it they push it off into the sea. Yeah, and it goes to China, but not until it's full. Right, right. Yeah, I get. I've been getting a lot of um buyers in China lately where sometimes it goes straight to China. Sometimes it goes to Kentucky and gets consolidated and then goes to China. Um, the, if you've ever sold on eBay and done the global shipping program, it's, it's all like that. Yeah. When you sell internationally on eBay, you send it to Kentucky and then they handle it from there. So you're only paying domestic postage, which is nice. Huh? I, uh, I stopped sh- selling the China after I, I think my first and only sale to uh to china was like for over a hundred dollars of course it got lost or that's what he said and i waited i made him wait for like four months thinking it'll just show up right never showed up and i finally refunded him but like i was like nope I'm not doing that again shut off china so yeah i i don't know if those parts were bound for me, but this is the this is the fulfillment person that filters down thousands of pounds of bulk in order to get decent quantities of used parts. So I don't think it's stuff that was bound for me because they send me used parts, but they bought the parts from a store that only stocks new parts. Mm. So it's probably for their own store, or maybe they're actually builders, but I don't know. Which could be seen as uh, unfair to the consigners. Oh, right, right. We we talked about this on the show where once you sell out the drawer, then you... The, when the lot sells out, everyone who owns some of that lot gets paid. And right. I'm sure you go, well, that means I'm I'm not getting 100% of what I uh, I sold. Right. The counterpoint to that is the bigger the store gets, the more... <laughs> lots sell out and the quicker everyone gets paid and the Mm. more everyone gets paid i fully understand that it might not be the fairest course of action but it's the thing that i can manage right now right um i'm still doing that it's it's taking a lot less time but you know it's still taking more time than i'd like it to (laughs) to go through the orders and pay out all the sellout lots right because i think there's more lots selling out yeah, that's uh, that's a big part of my day is um, keeping up with that. I switched. And... I switched from uh, 
putting multiple colors and multiple lots into one drawer. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, now that I'm big, a little bit bigger, right? Like that pulling those orders kind of really sucked. So like a, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand drawers ago, I started doing, uh, uh, one lot, one drawer and those, it's funny how, how quickly those drawers flip, right? Like, once you sell out all, all of that one lot, like you've got that you've got that drawer ready to go again. To oh yeah, I um I actually ran out of small drawers. I have eight eighty eighty nine hundred small drawers in use. Mm-hmm. I ran out on last week sometime. Like I filled and I, w- I was uploading a bunch of fulfillment stuff that came in. I filled them all. Of course, there's some errors in there where there's some drawers that are empty, but they're closed and I won't find them for a long while. And then there's, uh, they get accidentally closed sometimes. And then there's, uh, drawers that are virtually empty, but physically not empty. Like the count was off and there's one still in there and it's just, there it is. It's going to be in there until you go through and like inventory the store and find what drawers are supposed to be empty, but they're not, which, that's like a we have nothing better to do kind of job right unless you do that those are done so i don't know what per- i would hate to know what percentage of my drawers should be empty and be reused but aren't so i filled all of them and this is all the large drawers which is 3500 all the small drawers which is 8900 and uh i still have some empty shoe boxes at the end of the line but the shoe boxes are at 2300 wow but i filled all the small drawers and i said i gotta stop uploading for now until i mean yes there's lots of orders need to get pulled and those are gonna open new drawers but until i do that i can't upload anything else right now and now uh less than a week later i walk down the aisle and there's several hundred open small drawers i'm like and all this i want to close these (laughs) drawers yeah, I I wrote a program so I didn't, I didn't need to pull them or keep them open. So anytime I need a drawer, I just go to my terminal and type a command and it gives me a list of all the all the drawers that are empty. Would help you with your your uh, find all the drawers that have just errant in there too. Yeah, I used to when it emptied, I take the drawer out and I had like a big cardboard box. I just threw them in. And then yeah. when I was uploading, you just grab one out of there. Every drawer has a number on it, and every drawer that you're holding, there's like an open slot where right. it goes. Um, I used I must to do have it doing that, that way. now because I like I was doing um, when I was parting out the uh, Barracuda Bay set, right? Like that took that took a couple of weeks for me just to that through because I was doing like a bag at a time here and there, and. Uh, after like while I was doing orders, instead of putting the drawer back in, right? Because like it was weird. Uh, if I were to type in like my command, it would tell me all of the drawers that were empty, including the drawers that I had put back in through parting out, right? Like because I've been through, I'm halfway through parting out, so I, I would just pull them and put them on the desk. And so I've been just doing that since since that that when I just go and grab grab a pile and get it i don't know <laughs> it's so small even if you do get it you don't always know yeah 
Oh, well. Get them eventually. Get real quiet. Start doing that inward breathing. Just find them. <laughs> we, we get flies in, in, in the summertime because we have this uh, um, uh, green door that has a magnet down the middle because it's easier for the dog to go out and in. And uh, it it's not foolproof and flies can get in it. And so we get, you know, like house flies every now and then in, in the house and be sitting there and like, he's just bugging the hell out of you. And like the dog's laying there and he's like, he's ready to, to attack the damn thing. Ooh, there he is. They're so small that you just lose them. They're still in the air. You just lose them. We're not here to talk about this. <laughs> Maybe we can. This is where... We're not going to talk about that tonight. We're not going to talk about Matt's injury tonight. We're not going to talk about Kenny's microphone tonight. Although we talked we about what we wanted to talk about tonight. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Get us out of here, Paul. Come on, Paul. We're, um, how do you think the, the winter will go this year with, with uh, Bricklink sales and stuff? Do you think it'll be as good as last year? Or do you think the economy has gotten bad enough where it's going to be a slowdown? I don't know. I I wish I could set trends to Bricklink sales, but my store has been vastly different in size every year. Every year yeah. that looking at previous years is almost useless. Right. Yeah. Like I could see how were the months last year. But then when all of the months this year are better than all the months last year and in different ways, it's it's hard to um, make sense of that. Actually, right. I was on I was looking at I was on a 13 month streak of that month was better than the same month in any previous year. Hmm. I did that for 13 months straight. And then, was it, was it April? I think it was April this year was the first one where it was just under, and I'm talking like two bucks in Bricklink fees under the previous April. Mm. But I've been on that train again since then. I'm like at six months or so now of this is the best month best year for that month, the last six months, what's really going to disrupt that is when I come around to March again in 2021. And how, how is, how is 2021 going to compare to 2020 in Bricklink sales? Right. I don't think it can be better. No, I, don't I hope so it can be. I hope I'm prepared with, uh, getting enough stuff in the store that it has no choice but to be better, but I don't know if it can be. Yeah, I'm I'm with you in that one. I don't know. Like, when the pandemic started, I thought like, hey, the economy is going to tank because everybody's losing their job, and I think oh, we had a little bit of the everyone is reckless as hell buying all the BrickLink. Right? Yeah, you had the stimulus checks going out, and um, I think that was spurring a lot of a lot of those purchases. Plus, people are bored out bored of other minds, and so they you know they're buying a lot of Lego, and I think I think. Coming into the winter this year, I think it's going to be uh, a little bit different. I think people are going to be a little bit more tight with their money and not have it. So that's what I'm thinking. We'll see, though. We'll, yeah, we'll see. I 
I hope that I can keep this streak going again where it's outperformed any previous year for that month. Not to say that they've all been the, the best month. I think my, let's see, March, April, May, June, um, or is it April? So yeah, my April, May, June, July, something like that. They are my, uh, in descending order, like my first, second, third, and fourth best month ever on BrickLink. Yeah. And then it dropped to, for I guess August. August is, um, August is now 12th, and September was 14th, and then October now is 8th, so I went back up. Mm. But, uh, it was... It's rough to go from fourth best month ever to, um, at the time, eleventh best month ever. It was a, it wasn't a significant drop, but it was just, you know, I wanted yeah. to keep those single digit months. I mean, you can't do that forever, I guess, but I wanted to to stay at that level. Anyway, anybody would. Right, and you're making more money than your expenses, right? Like you're not like losing money or anything, right? No, I'm, I'm doing better right now than i've ever done ever in life oh, good yeah I, I had three months in a row in the summer there where i was like putting more money into the store than like <laughs> i think I'm, uh for the year i'm i've spent more than 1300 dollars that then i pulled in just because of uh i, I bought a ton of uh acromel stores yeah, just, just for the expansion and stuff. I think that's killed it. Plus the clearance on top of it. So well, the 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 infrastructure stuff. At least it's only a one time expand expense. Yeah, and I've been the one part one lot sort of been getting me uh, buying a lot more drawers at at one time. I mean, do you ever use the dividers and have it like two lots per drawer? You know what? I've just started recently thinking about like should I get dividers, but. I have to rethink how I would, uh, you know, those those scripts I have would have to be written a little bit to to accommodate that. For when things empty. Yeah, yeah. Because I would think you could have the same location. You don't have to put like an A B or something like that. You could have it be the same as long as the parts aren't the same part. It's like which one's the black one, which one's yeah, the gray yeah, one. Yeah, but like you wouldn't know. Like both lots would have to empty out before you knew that drawer was empty. It was so if, like, yeah. One one of the two lots emptied out. Like, how would you? How would I know that that? Yeah, you, know, you can still know. do it the same. And because yeah. I mean, you're if you're adding a lot, you're still only looking for one location, and half a drawer is one location. Right, right. But like, yeah. Uh, it's the semantics of how do I how do I figure that out in a in a script to know that half a lot, you know half a drawer is empty. That I haven't figured out yet. All right. Well, Paul didn't get us out of here, so... Damn it, Paul. I guess I'm going to give this a crack. I don't think I've ever done this. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to do it. You asked me to do it, it once. It's was building like, up to it. It's a Lego podcast. You just watched it. Go watch another one. There's other shows, too. Find them if they're, they interest you. That's how I find things. <laughs>